This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Without further ado, we're diving right in and we will let David share his screen because we've got a lot to cover. David, welcome. Thank you very much. Quick intro. I've been in the business for 50 years. I sold homes. I managed a branch, which I hated with all the passion. You can hate something. And then I got involved in training and I've been doing that. I was the national training director for a Merrill Lynch Realty for a number of years. By the way, I had some dental work done. So I talk kind of funny every once in a while. Um, And I was a CRS instructor for, I don't know how many years, 20 years. And I've spoken at 33 NAR conventions. I've done 3,500 live seminars in 50 states, um, 12 countries, eight provinces. So I help realtors do a good job in listing, selling, negotiating, commission objections, pricing. And my goal is to help you all have a lovely career, be really good with your customers and clients, and make more money. But making money based on being good not using some stupid techniques. So I try to teach what I would call integrity in selling. And that is my goal. And as a way of beginning, um, uh, so I want to take you through some ideas on on generating leads. And I'll just take you through a, a presentation I put together. And I guess to begin with, the most important thing that anyone will ever learn in real estate is that when you have listings, you control the market. When you work with buyers, they control you. And in the last couple of years, if you were working with buyers, it was like bringing sand to a beach. <laughs> you know, who needed them? You work with a buyer, you're one of a hundred of them that come in, you got multiple offers. Now, fortunately, this is gonna be changing a little bit where the market starts getting more balanced. But if you have listings, you can get all the buyers you want. So the, the real long-term success in business has always been having listings and you guys all know that. So when you begin your day, the questions that I would encourage you to ask is number one, do I have a listing? And if not, then the next question would be, do I have a listing appointment? And if not, then this is where I'm gonna take you today is how can I have a conversation to create an appointment? Every single listing or buyer or transaction you'll ever have begins with a conversation, having a two-way conversation with another human being. And (laughs) the cynical side of me sometimes says I talk to some agents who it seems like they will do anything in the world to avoid having a conversation with another human being. And that's where the business begins. And I can divide this business into two distinct categories. And if you take a look at how you spend your time, other than your training and things like that, when it comes to business development, you are either building familiarity or you're doing direct prospecting. And familiarity is is an expense to you. It is passive, it is building awareness, exposure, branding, things like that. Whereas direct prospecting is you are face-to-face, phone-to-phone, Zoom-to-Zoom, messaging back and forth, direct contact. It is active, you go to them and it creates income. And that's where you need to spend the majority of your time. And familiarity is important. Obviously, social media is a huge way, inexpensive, mass way to connect with people. Postcards, email campaigns, advertising, newsletters, all of these 
They are great at building familiarity and you need to be systematic about it. All of that stuff should be automated. Uh, obviously social media, not quite as automated, but you should have a schedule for when you post, uh, when you do um, Facebook Live or whatever you do. So do that, but please do not believe that familiarity alone is going to create revenue. It will not. And that's one of the sad things. At the end of the day, you've been doing all this work and spending money, but you don't have any business. The business comes from direct prospecting. And it always has, it always will. So telephone calls, door knocking, events, open house for sale by owner expired. Some of the old school ways still work. And I think uh, if any of you have a listing, neighborhood visibility is going to be your your most important thing. And when I ask people, say, well, why, you know, why aren't you making more face-to-face, phone-to-phone calls? And the answer I get forever and ever is, well, I don't want to bother people. I get that. I don't want you to bother people. I don't teach agents how to bother. But the opposite of that is to ignore and never talk to them at all. And what I'd like to take you through is kind of the balance. And that is you've got to be interrupting people. And when I think about this, take a look at these are some fundamental ways to create business. And the ones that produce the most income also have the possible consequence of bothering them more. You know, so when you do advertising, social media, postal mail, email test, you know, it's not really bothersome, but it also doesn't create any revenue. But once you get into events, open houses, knocking on doors, things like that, you start creating interaction and there's a risk of bothering. Uh, In fact, how many of you are married? (laughs) Okay, one of you had to interrupt the other. Can we agree on that? Somebody had to take the initiative and interrupt and make the first approach and introduce themselves. And that's how real estate and romance starts the exact same way. And it also starts (laughs) with the exact same fear. You know, I'm single now. And, you know, if I meet somebody and I think, well, I'd like to go say hello. It's like, you know, my heart pounds, hands get sweat. What am I going to say? I don't know what to say. I don't want to bother. I go through the exact same excuses that we do when we call on a for sale by owner. And as Bob Wolf one of the people we feature in training says, you know, David, all you need sometimes is 20 seconds of courage, 20 seconds of courage, take a breath, make the call. So then the question is, what do we say? And I'd like to take you through some of the dialogue and, and things to say. And by the way, uh, again, I, for those of you who are new to the business, just a reminder to build your database and go through all the businesses that you uh, use best way to do that is go through your checkbook, your your online um, credit card account, look at everybody you do business with, all your grocery stores, et cetera, and find the people there. Then go through any organizations, arms forces, college, high school, et cetera, and then through your personal list. So be, be sure to build your database. We begin with that. So have that. So now I'd like to give you reasons to call your sphere of influence. And they're going to be good ones. And I'll give you some pretty simple dialogue on how to use that. But as a way of beginning, I want to tell you. Can I interrupt you for just one second? Because I want to, I want to mention that because I do, I agree. Can you show that the one slide one more time that you had about familiarity versus directly calling them? Show that one more time if you could. Um, Because I think that's so powerful. And I love 
that statement that you said right here. Yeah, familiarity versus direct prospecting. And I think there's a way that you actually can do both with social media. And I'll give you one example and you tell me if you disagree. Um, So I did a post one time and I said, if I could get you 20% more than your house is worth, would you consider listing your home? And that was what I had posted. Just say comment below if you would even consider it, okay? So that to me, I mean, that's about as, like I could put a picture of me being in front of the house and I could be like, you know, just sold or something like that. That would be familiarity. But if I posted that, if I could get you 20% more than what you think your home is worth, would you consider selling? Now, those people are like me, 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 me. And then I called that per- the the meme. And if I just ignored them, right, that wouldn't work. But if I actually said, message each one of them and say, can I have your phone number? And now I called them. Now that kind of is an easier way for me to do that. So that would be the direct prospecting. Thank you very much. And that is a perfect example of how one can lead to the other and they and they reinforce each other's synergy of that. So absolutely. And you're right. If all you do is post what you had for lunch, you know, but. Or even uh, posting, even posting sold with the people. Again, that's familiarity. That's right. not the direct prospecting. And then I love that because then people are saying, well, why, why don't I have more deals? Why don't I have more deals? Well, you're just doing the familiarity. What can you do to change that from familiarity to getting it closer to that direct prospecting? Absolutely. I'll show you another way that a guy named Sam Miller makes that conversion. But I want to tell you a quick story to set up my next point. Uh, one who worked for me named Aaron, neighbor of mine, uh, called me up one day and said, David, I need a referral to a realtor. And I said, my gosh, I know so many here in Minneapolis. I said, hey, why don't you work for the woman who sold my home next door to your parents? She said, great. Was she good? Oh, yeah, she did a great job. I said, good. I'll give her a call. What's her name? I said, her name is, um, I couldn't remember her name. I said, Aaron, I'm sorry. I I can't remember her name. I know it's been seven years since I sold the home through her. I said, Aaron, I'll call you back. So I had to go into my purchase agreement folder, scroll to the bottom. Oh, listing agent, Heidi. How in the world could I forget her? Because it's been seven years since I've heard from her. So I uh, went into my email and I searched for her. And I, the last email I got for her seven years ago, I clicked reply and I asked the most embarrassing question any of you will ever, ever get asked. This is a copy of the exact email um, that I sent to her. And I told her, I said, I was trying to refer you. I couldn't remember your name. And then I said, so are you still in the real estate business? If people have to ask that question, you know, you're horrible at familiarity. To her credit. She replied pretty quickly and said, you know, some nice things. And then she said, yes, we are still in the real estate business and still trying to find a time to set up a contact plan for our past clients. (gasps) After seven years, you couldn't have come up with a plan? Seven years? (gasps) You couldn't have called? Accepted? Email? Skyrite? Drive-by? Pop-by? Seriously? Seven years? So I don't know. I rant because agents go on and on and on and complain. I don't have any listings. Have you talked to another human being? Have you let people know you're still alive? There's a postcard campaign for you. Have a picture with yourself and a, and a, and a line that says, I'm not dead yet. 
So uh, you've got to reach out to people. So here are three really good reasons to call your sphere of influence. First of all, how many of you are experienced in the business? You've got past clients. Raise your hand. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. Looks like about a half of that page. Keep them up. I'm going to go to page two. Uh, page two has no cameras. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to guess about half of you has have past clients. So for those of you, here is your assignment, and you will like the assignment. These are three good reasons to call your sphere of influence. Thank, invite, inform. And this one is, whoops, sorry. Uh, the most important one is to thank. And, you know, Chantel, you and I were talking about, you know, dialogue, and I think it's important, you know, that, that we know what to say. And step one is you go into your database, isolate all your past buyers, sellers, and people who have referred buyers and sellers, and you call them up and just say, I am calling to say thank you for your business. <laughs> that's, that's it. Easiest dialogue I've ever presented. If you want to embellish a little bit more, say, hey, this is David Knox. You guys were one of my very first buyers, very first sellers, and feeling grateful this summer. And I just want to say thank you so much for buying a home for me. That's all. I love that. That is so good. It's so good. Thank you. There's there's nothing more to it. They'll run with the conversation. Like, oh, good to hear from you. Thanks to hear. And then if they say, oh, are you still in the real estate business? You go, oh, I should have done this before. Uh, <laughs> that gets kind of crazy. I just hit the wrong button here. Uh, and they'll pick it up and say, oh, you were so great to work with. We really love your kids. Love you. It's great. And um, and you'll just have a nice conversation. You'll feel good. Uh, a woman in our training named Genevieve Stoll was on a Zoom when I talked about this and texted me later in the day, said, David, thank you so much for getting me back to calling my past clients. I've been so remiss, so afraid to call them because I didn't know what to say. So I called one of my past clients and I just said, hey, call and say thank you for your business. And she said it was a lovely. It was wonderful. Uh, if anything, it went on too long because they were so happy to hear from me. And it was so good that I went and called some other people and some other people. So that's a good thing for all of you to do. And by the way, not only is it something that's a good prospecting source, um, I think it's a requirement. I mean, you earn income from these people. And the least you can do is thank them for it. Now, if you want to be really cool, uh, you know, I talked about familiarity, you know, postcards. This is Bob Wolf. This guy, his gross commission income is more than most people's sales volume. Um, he sends me, I got so many by Bob. And then, uh, oh, this is my realtor, John Baumgartner. I get these every few months. Kelly Moy, who we feature. So this is familiarity. Uh, but this is some of the best familiarity, a handwritten note. Um, in fact, this guy called me up and said, hey, David, my name is Kurt. And I'm just calling to see, uh, you know, I'm a real estate agent here in Rancho Mirage. And I'm just calling to see if you are planning to sell your home. And I said, first of all, I'm a real estate trainer, so congratulations on having the courage to make a call. But do you want me to give you a better technique? Yeah, what do you mean? Well, you said, do you plan to sell? Horrible question, because it's yes, no. I said, here's the technique that I've been teaching for 40 years. And for all of you, you want dialogue. This is one you should have tattooed. And literally, I want you printed it by your phone, put it on the back of your mobile phone case, it is the most important question you will ask another human being while you're in real estate. And it is so simple that I need to be dramatic to get you to write it down word for word, because I've done it role plays in 
in, in seminars, and I screwed up after I, I just got done teaching it. How could you not remember it? Very simple. How much longer do you plan to stay in your home? It couldn't get any easier than that. It is an open question, and it is time-based. How much longer do you plan to stay in your home? How much longer do you think you'll live there? When you, you know, So that's the question. So I said to Kurt, next time, next call you make, instead of saying, do you plan to buy or sell, to say, how much longer do you folks plan to stay there? And I said, had you asked me that, you would have gotten more dialogue. I would have said, well, this is happening and that, and then maybe this. So he does the second thing that 99% of realtors won't do. He writes me a note and he says, thank you for your words of wisdom. I actually had success off it today. So memorize that dialogue. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Kanzel Realty. One of the other things we give you is revenue share, where you get five levels of money in your downline every time you attract an agent to the company. And guess what? The first three levels open up right away. So let's pretend like you're not a great recruiter, but you bring on a couple people who are heavy hitters. Guess what? You don't have to hire five or 10 agents to open up those tiers. You automatically get those. So that's what makes us very different. This is Kanzel. So we have thank. Um, I think I'll do inform next. Again, very simple, something all of you can do. Oh, by the way, if you get voicemail when you're making your thank you calls, um, obviously you leave the voicemail. And I would say, hey, this is David Knox. I'm calling because I want to thank you. Please give me a call. Here's my number, 612 590 Because I wonder what they want to thank me for. So make sure they call you back. Try to make those calls when you can get through. Second call is to inform. And right now there's stuff going on in the market. I would script out a 15 second voicemail, open with your name and number, close with your number. Always, in fact, any prospecting call you make, in fact, any call, business call you make, open and close with phone number. That way they don't have to go back and start all over. And I would bullet point it out. I would record it into your device to get it so you like it. And I think right now I might call up somebody, get in my database, go to the first person, dial and say, hello, this is David Knox, 612-590-8955. I'm calling because I'm sure you've heard of the radical changes in interest rates. And if you'd like to know how that affects your home, I'd be happy to share that with you. So give me a call, 612-590-8955. Hang up. Next one, next one, do, I don't know, do five in the morning. But open and close the number in between tantalize them with something that's going on in the market and ask them to call you back. If you make a hundred calls and no one calls you back, it was still worthwhile, wasn't it? Because you avoid the ignore syndrome. Now they at least know you're alive and well. Uh, the third thing you can do now, this takes a little bit more time, a little bit more expense, and that is to invite. And that means creating some kind of event, whether it's sports tickets, dinners, things like that. My real estate agent, Don Baumgartner, has a welcome back to season party every November. And I go to it and it's a really nice party. And he gets a couple hundred people there. And that's past clients, customers, prospects, referral sources. It's a fun party. And um, sometime during that party, I said, by the way, John, how much do you spend on this party? And he said, $15,000. Ooh, it's a lot of money. He goes, you know what? When you take a look at all the commissions that I've made off of this, in fact, I, I think I paid for one of his parties because I listed three 
three properties and bought one. So I know I covered one year. And uh, he says, it's goodwill to my past customers and clients. I get to meet new ones and I get business off it. And it's just a great way to connect with people. So for somebody new to the business, they go, I haven't even made 15,000 yet. I can't do that. Then you can do what John did later that week. He said, David, I haven't talked to you in a while. How'd you like to go? Can I take you out to breakfast? I said, love to. So he and I went out to breakfast. That was 50 bucks. And then if you want to go to the other end of event marketing, I mean, at the other top, you can do charitable events and there's so many different things you can do. But here's the simplest, lowest cost event that all of you can do. And that is to invite people to join you for coffee in the morning. Because I don't like lunches. They're more expensive. They're in the middle of the day. It wipes out three hours of your day. I don't like lunches. Coffee, easy, quick, cheap. And maybe you decide to set up your time blocking. And, uh, oh, I see somebody I drove by a picnic hosted by an agent. Oh, good. Thank you. I've seen people sponsor ice cream tucks through a neighborhood or Starbucks coffee at the front gate. But um, I shouldn't have looked at that because now I lost my train. I thought, what was I just going to say? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Coffee. Uh, on Monday mornings, you decide you're going to make some calls to your sphere of influence and just call them up and say, hey, I just want to give you a call. Um, I haven't seen you guys in a while. How'd you like to meet for coffee tomorrow at Starbucks? And if you make 20 calls and nobody can join you for coffee, the good news is you made 20 nice calls and you didn't have to buy coffee. <laughs> so the key part of event marketing, and remember this, is the invitation. People like to get invited. So people are happy to be thanked. They're happy to be informed and they're happy to be invited. So those are the three of the nicest calls you can make. Now, before I go into other stuff, I want to be respectful of your time and, and Chantel. Let's, let's do this. Um, so, uh, Leo just asked for you to just re-say that one more time. Of, um, But I think Joel wrote it in. Hi, this is... Uh, Chantel, have you heard about the latest movement in interest rates? If you would like to know how this may affect your home's value, give me a call. Was that what your script was? Something like that. And I want to be careful. I, on one hand, uh, I know real estate agents like scripts. On the other hand, if I do, if I make it too specific, people go, oh, I couldn't say that or that wouldn't work in our market. So I, I think of something that would interest anybody in your market, interest rates, uh, ability to buy and sell, something like that. The most important thing is that you make the call. And, um, but I, I guess I would, interest rates, that's the topic of conversation in the news today. And I might just say, you probably heard uh, there's been a, been a change in interest rates lately. You, you may be curious as how that affects uh, your ability to buy and sell. I'd be happy to answer those questions. Give me a call at, here's the number. So I want to give people one other kind of tidbit. I am a big fan of texting. And um, I think people who are younger um, love texting. So like for me, I would rather you text me than call me. Like, I don't know if, if my agent were going to call me, I would just be like, I don't, I don't, I'm busy. I don't really feel like chit-chatting right now. Da, da, da. So I'm a big fan of texting. And so to me, the thing I love about texting and, you know, I know you showed the postcards. I know you showed that. I think the piece that people are missing is the texting factor. And I'm going to give you a text 
that I think is really fantastic. And it kind of has a lot of the principles you said. So it'd just be like, I'm super thankful for you using me as your agent. And I just want you to know I'm super hungry for your business. So if you just ever wanted to know like what your home was worth, even if you don't want to sell right now, I just, it's always good to see what the comps are. And then just a quick question, how long do you think that you would stay in your home? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then guess what? Every single week, if you can, I'm, I'm going to type it in the chat Because every week, if you came up with a different text like that, always starting out with something about being thankful, thankful for them, thankful for them being in your life, and then something about that you're never too busy for them, right? And then um, maybe adding something about like a market update. Like I just did a quick video. I wanted to share it with you of what's going on with the market. I just posted a five minute clip of what's going on in the market. Uh-huh. We sent you the the exact words to say, just make a quick video on Zoom. You just hit record. You can read everything that we have and then sending them that market update. But But here's my thing. If you, all you have to do is literally copy and paste the text and then commit to sending 50 per day, just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, add their name to the top so they know that it's it's personal. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than that. It's like, if you don't have 20 minutes out of your day where you can do that, I mean, you could probably do it in 10 minutes, really. With a copy and paste and adding their individual names. So give us a couple more texts that people could say where they literally said, okay, every day from nine to nine 30, all I'm going to do is, is start my day by sending, you know, this kind of text, give us a, a couple more things that they could do that could really drive business even let's say it's not a past client. It's just people who are in their circle that they could drum business out of. What would, what would that look like? Well, I'd first, I'd go through the thank invite and form obviously. And, uh, and for the thank, uh, by the way, I want to go back to your text. Yeah. I think all of you need to know the type of communication your sphere of influence wants. If they're more prone to text and phone calls then do whatever is going to work. I think for a thank you call, I would really, really, really like to do that in person. It gives you the opportunity to ask the two key questions. How much longer do you plan to stay in your home? And I want to give you one other key dialogue that everybody should memorize. And that is, of all of your friends or neighbors or business, whatever, of all of your group, who do you think might be the next to make a move? We make the mistake of saying, do you know if anybody's going to buy or sell? Horrible question because they'll go, no. Mm-hmm. But if you say, hey, of all your friends, if you had to guess, who do you think would be the next to move? We ask that you got to be really quiet because then they're going to go. In fact, I'm going to ask all of you. I want you to actually think this question of all of your friends, people you know, who do you think? would be the next one to make a move. Mm-hmm. And now follow your thinking. Where did you go? What did you do? You went through, well, you went him. No, they're good. They're good. Oh, you know what? They just had a baby. Maybe that, you know, and you start thinking. So the two most important questions, how much longer do you plan to stay in your current home of all your friends? Who do you think would be the next to move? So back to your uh, dialogue. I think I would look through the news and find something that, you know, rises to the top on any day, real estate related and do a text about that. Um, I like your idea on if you're curious how the value of your home has changed in recent months or years, uh, 
give me a call and I'd be happy to <clears throat> do an updated analysis for you. Um, oh, I got another one. I didn't put this in my list, but this is another one. Um, all of you should set up a preferred vendor list. You need it anyway. You've got mortgage title insurance inspectors, house painters, appraisers, uh, landscape, pool cleaning, dog sitting. Come up with an entire list of all the services that a homeowner could need. Because people only move once every seven to 10 years. So you're not going to get a listing or sale from them every year. <clears throat> but they are always going to need the services of, uh, of, of the home-related deals. And what you could do, first of all, get this list together. It's got to be people you trust, respect, because you're going to refer. You tell them that you're going to refer them to your customers and clients. And then you tell your customers and clients that you have a preferred vendor list. So before you Google, call me. That could be a text and say, and kind of script that out. If you are interested in housing related services, uh, know that I have a preferred vendor list and you're welcome to call me and I'll help you out. Uh, now, if you want to add humor to it, you can say, I know you can't buy or list for me every year. So in the meantime, I'd like to help you with your current home housing situation. So I would do a vendor list, um, news item. And then for the, uh, for the thank you call, if you prefer to text first, you could text and say, when is a good time to call? I would like to thank you. That way, when you get the call, you know, it's, it's a convenient time. In fact, how do you feel about that, Chantel, is texting them first and asking when a good time to call is? Or asking yeah, them. I mean, I, I like that because then I could, if I don't want to hear from them, I would just keep pushing them back. Like, I'm super busy right now, but great to hear from you. Then I would basically be saying, I don't really want you to call me. Um, but I just... I love what you said about the direct response versus familiarity. And I'm hoping that everyone on this call really realizes that every day to ask yourself, because I, I feel like what I've heard agents say all the time, they're like, well, I did this post and I did this and I did this and I did this and I'm not getting any business from it. Yeah, you won't. And it goes back to, yeah. Are you doing something that's a direct response or familiarity? If it's familiarity, it's still good. And it, yeah. it's still really good. I don't want to downplay that familiarity because like you said, that's so, so important. But every day you've got to be doing activities that are direct responses. Can you, that will lead to direct responses. If you had to come up with like the top two Facebook posts or social media things that people have done that will lead to a direct response. What would that be for you? Uh, I'm going to show you right now. By the way, I this is so obvious, but I have to say it because I, I don't want you to miss it. Anytime you're doing texting, do not assume that you're in their address book. And they, I can't tell you how many times I get a text and go, who the heck is this? So please. Ooh, that's a good nugget. Yeah, so absolutely. When you, when you create your text, make sure you have a signature. Like, by the way, you should have a signature in your email. I, I'm sick and tired of getting emails from agents with no signature. It just says, Bob, come on. I agree. On? And the signature has to be in text, not graphics. So people can click on it. So please do that. And a, and a text, it's really critical. Have your message, have a, paragraph return so there's space and then have your name company email so they know who the heck you are 
And, and you should have that on your your text message as well. I'm going to ask you right yeah, yeah, now yeah. to put type in the chat of how you can if you guys don't know how to make an a uh, text I mean an email, not email, a text signature on your phone. You need to do that immediately. I'm going to have Heather type in the chat exactly how to do that. And she'll do that in just a second. But yeah. but go ahead, share with us the yeah, I'm gonna show you. Facebook uh, post that, pe- that people can use for a direct response. Yeah, this is one from a guy named Sam Miller, one of the top agents that we feature in our training. And, um, and on Real Estate Live 37, you can actually watch him do it. You can watch a response. You can watch it happen in real time. But Sam Miller, really top agent, and uh, he sets up his phone, as you can see here, and he does what he calls two minutes on Tuesday. And he gets the phone all set up, gets ready to go, good lighting, take a breath, drink your water, think it through, bullet point. I don't believe in scripting out uh, things like that because you you sound too canned, so have some bullet points. But Sam would do this. He said, hello, this is Sam Miller on two minutes on Tuesday. And today I'd like to tell you about five buyers that are climbing the walls in local hotels looking for a home to buy. And I'm going to describe each of these five buyers and their price range and requirements. And if any of you listening own a home and would consider selling please give me a call. My first buyer is looking between 250, 300, two better. Then he goes through and he reads them. And he says, if you, any of you fit this, please, you can direct message me here, call, email, and he puts all the response because you're right, Chantal, you've got to have a, you've got to ask for a response, ask for the order or you won't get it. And it was kind of fun. All of a sudden you get little pop-ups and likes and I might, and I know somebody. In fact, that's the other thing I'd ask and say, by the way, if you know anyone who owns a home that matches this, who you think may be interested in moving, please give me a call. And he generates listings that way. Oh, I love that. Okay. Awesome. Give us one more and we'll wrap up. We're running a few minutes late. So let's just do one last thing. Every one of you needs to do that two minutes on Tuesday. Just come up with buyers, come up with different things. Make put, it, here's make what it I'm legitimate. looking for. You make sure it's legitimate. This isn't, you know, you got to, this is for real. Uh, second thing you can do, and there's a million of them, but here's a nice one. Uh, all of you should support your local communities, stores, whatever. Maybe there's a pizza shop that opened up or a restaurant or something. You go to the pizza shop, restaurant, you set up your iPhone and you get the owner out there and you take a breath and do a Facebook live and say, hey, for those of you who live in Knox County, Ohio, I just want you to know that Jim here has a brand new pizza offering that I, and you promote local businesses and say, if you're interested, come on down. So now it's a community resource and the pizza guy likes you. And imagine doing that every week, promote another business in your market area. Yeah. And a lot of those, if you do them, I know that if you go to local businesses and say, if I promote your business, will you give me three free gift cards um, that I can give? So you could do that and say, I'm here at Billy Bob's pizza shop and I'm, we're giving away, every one of them will do it. I'm giving away five $10 gift cards right now. So comment below who wants to win it. And then it's going to drive traffic for each side. You can just do a quick picture with you. If you don't even want to do a video. We've talked about this. Take a snapshot with you and the business owner side by side, smile, and then have a couple of gift cards in your hand. That's something you can do right away. I love it. Well, this yep. has been amazing. So what I'd love for you to do, David, is just do a quick overview of how the training works uh, and what it, it looks like. 
Okay, I've used the analogy. We're like the Netflix of real estate training. When you log in, you see the thumbnails just as you would on Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. And the most recent videos are at the top of the list. Um, and it's usually the what's new for the current month. It's a short video on what we've uploaded that month. This one is longer because I have the last seven minutes on how to deal with the changing market. So I kind of violated my three minute rule there, but I think it was worth it. And then we've got new videos on listing. We have 10 new videos on how to get listings priced right. Uh, we just shot that seminar live, uploaded it this month, because we know as the market turns, you're going to have to have those pricing skills. Then you can find, you can type a, type the word referral in the search box and get all the videos on referrals. Or you could go to the subjects menu on the left, click prospecting, click referrals. And again, find all the videos on sphere of influence, lead generation through uh, referral-based prospecting. People say, what do you have on listing? A lot, obviously. But I break listings into six parts. Pre-listing, first listing call, counseling, presentation, objections, servicing, and marketing. Um, what do you do before you even get there? Put putting together a pre-listing package to be courier to the owners before you even get there. How do you ask the right questions of a seller, which is the most important part of listing? The other way to find videos is through experience. If you're a brand new agent, you're just starting, you click on new agents, getting started. And these are all the videos that we've designed specifically for the, you know, the first month or first year agent on how to make money immediately. Now, if you've been in the business for a while, you've got a whole different level of needs. You want to deal with luxury real estate, client relations, personal growth, uh, time for assistance. So we try to cater to everybody. And the other thing, if you go into our presenter menu, you'll see we have, uh, I haven't counted lately, but I think we have 80 or 90 faculty. We have guest presenters, guest speakers, top agents. Some of our agents are doing two and three million in gross commission income every year. And we also have a download section for all those cool charts, graphs, dialogues. Uh, Chantel, you and I were talking about scripts and dialogues. You know, we've got scripts on closing, door knocking, expired for sale, man, or cold call. Uh, pre-listing questions, referral dialogues, uh, every, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. I even have a, a prospecting questions card that you can print out and uh, have the dialogues right in front of you. Let me just open this up. And it's something you can put on the back of your iPhone. <laughs> and the, by the way, these are, uh, if, these are the only questions you need to know in real estate. The rest of them don't matter till these go by. How much longer do you plan to stay in your current home? The three buyer questions, how soon would you like to be settled? How long have you been looking? If you found something today, what would you do? And then sphere of influence of all your friends, who do you think would be the next to make a move? So I'm just kind of going through that quickly, but it's audio, video, printed, downloads. And we also have a mobile app where you can you know, listen to the podcast. Let's go ahead and give David a big round of applause. This was wonderful information. Thank you, David. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.